Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Welcome, you guys. Well, Jesus has a great program. Uh, it's called The Gospel. It, 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 uh, it, it starts and, and it just doesn't end into eternity. Um, and I... I'm excited. How many of you guys have been? Uh, how many of you guys are done getting Christmas presents? You're all done. How many guys? How many of you guys still have Christmas presents to buy? Raise your hand. Just be real. Just be honest right now. Come on, right? Amazon is no longer your savior. It doesn't work anymore. You actually have to go to. <laughs> oh Lord, I recognize my gift. My gift is not going around getting gifts for everybody. So Jessica actually really does a great job. <laughs> But I did get her something. Um, Thank you. All right. Uh, Lord, Father, let me just pray for us real quick. Papa, uh, thank you for your your presence, for your glory in the service, God, and in our church. Thank you that you meet us here. Before we ever arrive, you're here with, uh, with expectation on your face to lead us into all truth and into all glory and to into all hope and into all joy, God. Yeah, so Father, just touch everyone's heart this morning, God. I just, I just pray that you would, you would make yourself very real to us, God, that you would make yourself very real to us in this season, God, that, it, that, you, would, uh, that you would be present in everything we do. Yeah, amen. Oh, welcome. Well, I'm, I get excited about this time of the year because everybody's laughing and full of joy. I, I, I have a hard time celebrating everything. Because I, I feel like I just have this huge heart that just like wants to hold the line. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And, um, and, and I, I think I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning how to celebrate Christmas sometimes. You guys, is there anybody here that just kind of like me? Like I, sometimes I have a hard time celebrating Christmas, Christmas. It's like four of us, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I don't mind letting you guys into my process. I fully love Christmas. And I see my kids like, like celebrate it and they're excited and it just makes sense to me. It really does. But I think the more as I, as I start to think about like, this is, this is like what the second year we've done Christmas service. Um, last year we were in Needham Chapel because we fit there. Um, this year we don't fit in Needham Chapel so we have to do it here. But um, yeah, I think I'm just getting really blasted and just encountered by God as I think about the implications of the baby Jesus. The baby Jesus. Um, I, just, the, just the implications of seeing that, that, that God in the heavens for the first time ever, ever, in, in all of history, right, is the first time ever he made himself flesh and dwelt among us. I want to I kind of start, just I want to, I feel like I want to set a little bit of a, of a mindset here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward after Jesus' death. I'm going to read something out of 2 Corinthians. And then we're going to go back and we're going to read the story, okay? Because I think that's what you do on, on Christmas Eve. You read the story of Jesus' birth. But so if you want to read with me or you can just listen, it's 2 Corinthians 5. Um, and it's all really good. I was just trying to figure out how, how much or how little to read. But let, let's start with... Um... <laughs> the Lord, he has returned. <laughs> Sorry, there was some music if you didn't hear it. Um, (laughs) 
Ah, come on. Good tidings of great joy. Okay. Not great seriousness. Um, Let's start verse 16. That's right. There's no bad place to read the Bible. All right. Verse 16, 2 Corinthians 5, 16. It says, Therefore, from now on we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. And so they're, they're, this is post-resurrection, right? So just think about this. These are people experiencing Christ after he's risen. And so this is, this is the, the new Christian life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God himself, not, I'm sorry, namely that God was in Christ God was in Christ when he came, and he reconciled the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. It says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Everybody say, I am his righteousness. Now listen, this is our reality now, right? But when we talk about the birth of Jesus, that wasn't the reality. Like when Jesus came on, they were still living under the law, and Jesus came on the scene. I just... I thought, how powerful it is now? Let's, let's think about the life we get to live. It wasn't just that Jesus came in a manger. It was just that God started something with Jesus coming and being born. He started something that reverberated through history that allows us to live in freedom. Like, that's incredible that God literally created... An, Last week, we had Rod Williams. If you haven't heard his other message, listen to our podcast. He said something that was powerful. He says that, says that without innocence, there's no intimacy with God. And it's all about the intimacy with God. Without innocence, Jesus came to bring innocence to us. This is the gospel. We're gonna, we're gonna, I promise we'll get back to Christmas Eve. But, but, we're, but, I pro, but listen... It was because this whole event, what we're celebrating isn't just a birth of an incredible baby that was, that's fully God and fully human, is laying in a manger in a messy you know, stable. We're talking about that this is what created innocence. This is why you get to have relationship with the King of Kings. This is why you get to, you get to sit in those seats and feel free and not condemned or shamed. I just, I, sometimes I feel like I personally, I lose I lose the, the, the perspective of what we're celebrating because sometimes we compartmentalize it. And I, I think, I, wouldn't it be fun to, to read the story of Jesus' birth through the, the lens of what we're experiencing now that was bought and paid for? And you got to remember <laughs> the people that visited him. So let, let's talk about who was at the, who was at the, uh, the birth, right? We've got, the, we've, got, we've got Mary, right? She was there. Right? She had to be there. <laughs> and then we have Joseph, the dad. He's a good dad. He was there. He was present. 
All right? And we had some animals, maybe. There's a, a really fun Christmas movie that's now, I think it's going to be our favorite, called The Star. If you haven't seen it, it's a new, it's animated. It's really good. It's basically, it tells the whole Christmas, the birth of Jesus through the eyes of a donkey. And, um, and it's really funny. Um, and our kids didn't freak out. So it's a good, it's a good movie for kids. Um, we have some sensitive kids. They're great. Um, so, 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 so Mary and Joseph were there. Jesus, the baby, he was there, right? Um, there was probably a sheep or, or something in the stable. I don't, maybe they kicked him out. I don't know what they do back then. Um, there was definitely, we had the wise men, that had the, the magi, the astrologers, astronomers that had, that had, that had seen it in the, in, the, in, the his, in the books. They saw the star. They followed it. We'll read the story. But there was the magi, the wise men. They were there, right, giving gifts. And there was the shepherds, right? Am I missing anybody? No, there was, so, so they had this group of shepherds there. So there was a bunch of people at the birth, right, or, or shortly after there. I don't know, probably, probably missed the birth, but they were there because they were told by different people. None of them, not one person in that room understood the innocence that that baby bought and paid for. That's kind of, that's really neat for me. It just kind of like, kind of chokes me up a little bit. Like, we get to live in a place of radical innocence. With, like, we are, we are free of guilt. He took away all guilt and shame that we would ever have to live with. You never have to admit that I'm guilty because on the cross, what, 33 years later, Jesus completed the work that was started from the beginning of time. And I, I wanna, I'm going to read the story through, those, through, that, through that lens a little bit. And since I couldn't figure out which of the two stories I wanted to read, Chris and Nicole said I could read them both. <laughs> All right, so the, the, the story is told in, in Luke, and, and it's also in Matthew. Um, Mark doesn't mention it. It's interesting. He doesn't mention the birth of Jesus. Um, if you're wondering, if you've never wondered that, can I just share a little, a little tidbit that I learned as, I was, as I've just been kind of diving into this more? Um, things you do when you pastor a church, you, you, you figure out why Mark didn't talk about the birth of Jesus. Um, but it, they, they say that Mark's gospel was to the Romans and that, Mark, uh, that the Romans probably, and, and the wealthy a little bit more, and, and they probably wouldn't have valued a, a savior that came and was born in a manger, that was born in kind of the dirt and, in the, and this. And so he kind of left that part out and just talked about Jesus the king, the savior and stuff. I thought that was interesting. And so he doesn't mention it. Um, but a lot of Mark, the, the Gospel of Mark is to the, to the Romans. Um, John kind of mentions it. He says he was there before time and the beginning was the word. So he talks about Jesus coming from the beginning. But he doesn't actually get too much into the birth, which is, which is interesting too. I, I feel like John really looks a lot of the spiritual aspects of, of the Gospel. He, he, he looks at the... Uh, it looks at, like the, the, the Holy Spirit and you know, aspects, the, the unseen parts. He, he starts off in a very kind of deep way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. So he's, John kind of takes it deeper. I don't know if that's what the people that know that Jesus is their favorite does, but that's what John did. I thought that was interesting. So Luke and Matthew. So I'm going to start in Matthew. If you want to read it with me, or you can just sit and close your eyes. But here's what I want us to do. Just because I, I don't want this to be too boring. I want to I I change it up. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you guys to kind of think differently about something. Because you can read the story on your own. I want you to imagine, as we're reading this, I want you to imagine that you're one of those other people that was in, in, in the stable that day. 
Okay, so maybe you were, maybe I want, maybe imagine you were Mary, right? If you're a guy, that might be really good for you, right? Well, put your, put yourselves in a woman's shoes. And if you're, if you're, you know, if you're, maybe you want to think, imagine yourself, Joseph, you know, walking along and caring for your wife. Maybe you're really afraid or worried what's going to happen. Um, or maybe they weren't worried. I don't know. But imagine maybe you were a donkey, right? You know, <laughs> and you're like, I'm carrying a savior, um, Maybe you were the, uh, the sheep, the shepherd that, that was in the field. Maybe you were the magi that, uh, that you, you, you imagine where I'm, about to, I'm going about to meet the Savior that was talked about in Isaiah 7. So, you guys ready? How many guys, how many guys, can, can we just do this? Can we just, I'm curious. How many guys picked, like, Joseph? Raise your hand. Okay, okay. How many guys picked uh, Mary? Raise your hand. All right, right. A few, few guys there like it. Um, <laughs> how many guys picked the Magi, the wise men? Raise your hand. All right, this, this could be like a psychological experiment here. Um, how many guys picked uh, um, the shepherds? Raise your hand. Oh, you guys all want to see the angels. I get it. Okay. All right, all right. Um, how many guys picked Jesus? <laughs> Todd, you're so spiritual. I love you, man. <laughs> um. Anything else? Who did I miss? The donkey. How many guys picked the donkey? Come on, Kristen. I love it. Yay, God. Okay. Come on. Maybe you guys just maybe write a little write-up how it was for you. I want to. I'm curious. <laughs> you know, the Bible says the rocks will cry. Maybe, maybe we should pick the rocks in the room. All right. All right. Is that it? Did I miss anybody? Okay. You guys ready? This will be fun. Um, all right. Um, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, Jesus, I was trying to decide where to start because I could start at the beginning. Let's just start at conception and birth of Jesus. Um, so Matthew 1, verse 18. So if you want to close your eyes and, 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 and this is, what, are they, what kind of acting do they call this? Method acting, that's what it is. So if you want to get in the role, Kristen, you can get in your role. <laughs> All right, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When is... <laughs> Chris is going to laugh. It's going to make me laugh. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Come on, don't be afraid. For the child who has, been, who, has, who, uh, who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Wow. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means... God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her as a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled 
and all Jerusalem with him, gathering together all the chiefs, priests, and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. There he, uh, they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Wow. Just kind of picture the Magi just coming into the stable. And what do they see but a baby? But a baby. And what do they do? They fall down. They fall down and they worship him. I think that's amazing. That's amazing. These grown men that have stature, that have money, that have, they've spent their life you know, learning and, and, and being raised up as leaders, and they see a baby in a stable, and they fall down and they worship the king of kings. That's amazing to me. All right, now we go to Luke. And Luke's a little bit different. So, Now in those days, Luke 2, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while uh, Quirinius, the governor of Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. When they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. I love how they say that. She was, she was ready. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring to you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared while the angel, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. (laughs) 
When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby he had laid in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which has been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that had heard and seen just had been told them. Just think about these people's lives who just got radically transformed. <laughs> they just had an encounter. Think about the, the magi who left that meeting with a whole new understanding of what was about to happen. Think about the shepherds that just had all of heaven open up. It wasn't just one angel. It was actually many hosts, and they just met the Savior of the world, and now they're going back to tend the sheep again. I remember hearing the, the, the movie, the, or re, hearing the song, The Drummer Boy, and it, it's not actually in the Bible. There's no drummer boy in those stories, um, which imagine my surprise when I, when I found that out, but a while ago, it was a while ago. I found, <laughs> but I'm, I remember playing that song on my guitar, and I just started weeping, and I just started crying because I thought of the, this little boy. I know it's a great story, but if I thought about what would it be like if I was sitting in front of the King of Kings in this little baby form, helpless, just laying in this messy place, Jesus decided to come in the midst of a mess. He decided to make himself known in the midst of imperfection, in the midst of, of process, in the midst of a dirty stable. And he, and he, and he chose there to become flesh. And, and, and all these people came and gave him gifts. And I just thought, what gift would I give him? And I just want to ask you this question right now, because I love interaction. What gift would you have given him? Think about it. Whoever you were in that moment, if you were the wise men, the shepherds, maybe you were just a passerby that popped in because you, you saw something was happening. What would you give Jesus? Think about that for a second. So I want you to turn to the person next to you, and I want you to tell them, what, what, what would you have given him? There's no wrong answer, right? Like, Jesus isn't going to tell you, how, how could you? <laughs> there's, no, there's no receipts you have to give with it. What would you have given Jesus? I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some feedback from you guys. This is, this is Jimmy, my my, my, my father-in-law. About a great blankie. A blankie. Was there a color involved? What color? Yellow. Yellow color. Nicole, what did you say? I said clothes. Clothes. <laughs> he needs clothes. Baby clothes. And we got a two-year-old size one. All right. What else? Who else has one? Did you guys come up with anything? What did you guys say? I was thinking of a blanket too. A blanket. We're so practical, aren't we? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Todd? Well, I was just thinking, he, he came to help us become love. So just, just kind of a commitment knowing that, to give up anything that would, that would hinder that. 
Come on, Todd. I love that. <laughs> what do you got? Um, my first thought was to give him my heart. Give him um, your heart. Yeah. Did you have a second thought? Yes, a ball to play. A ball to play. <laughs> How about you? I was actually, uh, you know, I completely missed your, uh, that it was baby Jesus. So <laughs> I guess I'm somewhere else. Um, I said a cinnamon bun, like a homemade cinnamon bun. Come on! <laughs> Did you get one? One of those um, special um, star globes that goes on at nighttime. Yeah, come on. Like a snow globe? Yeah, come on. He'd probably hold on to that forever. What do you guys got? We also said blanket. Blanket? Come on. All right. Come on, Wises. <laughs> I said pacifier blanket. I, I wanted to hold him, and you know those cute baby carriers, the little like Bajorn? I love wearing my kids in those. I would stick them in there and have a dance party. I feel like he would like it. <laughs> <laughs> she would stick baby Jesus in a, in a baby Bjorn and have a dance party. I love it. Wow. You know, we, we actually asked our kids, our kids ministry um, last week what they would bring Jesus and um, two, oh, here comes Natalie, right? <laughs> and two of the kids, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Natalie, two of the different kids said they would give themselves. What's like five kids say they're gonna, yeah, I think, I think some of them were my kids. <laughs> Just kidding. No, they, but I was, I, I've cut, are you a little humbled now? You're like, oh, yeah, that would have been a good gift. Just give myself. That's all, that's all Jesus wanted. Um, one of the kids said he gave him a ruby. And so, yeah, yeah, we're, we're a bunch of us are cheapskates. We're like, well, I'd, I'd knit him a blanket. But. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, There's something really powerful that Jesus came in the form of innocence. And I, I just, I, I think really this morning, I, I, don't, I don't know that I have any massive, massive thing to share. I, it, I, want, I want us to just grab a hold of, of the reason that Jesus sent his son to die. And is that so that we would be reconciled to him. And that we would then become the reconcilers. That we would be the ambassadors of Christ. And so, you know, I, I, I really do believe that God asks us to give, him, give us himself, or give us ourselves, give him ourselves. And so this morning, I just, can we just, can we just say that prayer that, that we, we would lay down our lives to honor what he's done, to lay down our lives to, to step into what he bought and paid for. He came to, to buy and, and purchase for us the ultimate Christmas gift, freedom. <laughs> and to me, it, it, it's just incredible. So, yeah, why don't you, let's just stand right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Can we just, I, I'd love to just end with just some worship. Can we just... Uh, just the song that we started with, I think it just keeps going through my head. We give you all the glory. And so just, just, just end with some worship with God and just, yeah. Um, so. Oh, come on. Gus is going to come up. I was going to do it a cappella, but Gus loves us so much. Come on. 
whatever you're thinking, but it's awesome. Yeah, just take a deep breath and just, just rest in that place of what, what, what happened was so powerful that it changed all of history. So Father, we just thank you this morning. We just give you glory. We give you, we give you our lives. We give you our hearts. We give you blankets. We give, we give you pacifiers. We give you our lives, God. We just are thankful, God, that we can lay our lives down for one another, God. And this holiday season, God, let this be about a sacrifice. Let this be about, about us being able to step into people's messes and love them. Us, us be able to, to step into other people's troubles and worries, God, and let us be reconcilers. Let us be ambassadors of your love, God. So, we, Father, we just ask this morning that you would, you would show us and lead us into all love as we just celebrate you. We fix our eyes. That we behold, we become what we behold. And we want us to behold you this morning, Jesus. Let's give you some worship. We just worship you this morning. We're just going to end. We're just going to let Gus play for a little bit, and we'll just we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.